Chapter 24 Stand on tiptoes, and you'll be unsteady. Strike a pose, and you can't walk very far. Grandstand, and folks will realize that you're insincere. Be pushy, and you'll never get ahead. Brag about yourself, and you'll lose street cred. Seek fame, and your legacy won't last. Students of the Tao find this nonsense to be as unappetizing as food left out after a wild party. To them, it's nauseating. Therefore, a Tao surfer doesn't get caught up in these unsavory distractions. This chapter is pretty straightforward. Basically, it's sort of a, an example, many examples of uh, not surfing the Tao. And it's various expressions of when the false self, or as we call it, the ego, is in, in the driver's seat at this point. That, you know, that your, your true self, uh, the true you right now is not in charge. And, you know, the, the self that, you know, you, that we put on to adorn ourselves sometimes. And sometimes, you know, it, it, we think it's to, you know, protect us or, or to somehow advance us. But really, it doesn't ultimately do anybody any favors. <laughs> you know, it, when, if, if you have to like stand on your tiptoes to make yourself look taller, obviously you can't, you can't maintain that for too long. Or if you're always having to, you know, care about how you look so that, you know, in case anybody, if they glance at you, they make sure that, you know, the way that you're standing, it looks flattering. And so you're, you're posing all the time. You really can't, you know, get to where you're trying to go if, if that's what you're, what you're doing. We all know and heard people, you know, brag about themselves. We, when somebody's bragging, you know, they don't really, they don't really have it. You know, they, people that, that actually do, you know, have whatever it is, they, it, it speaks for itself. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to brag. You don't have to tell everybody about it in order to, you know, make sure that everybody knows. Like people will know when when you actually are, uh, you know, that thing or you've got it. And <laughs> if, you're, if you're pushy, you'll never get ahead. I, I I think of sometimes when I'm at line, you know, in line somewhere, whether it's a grocery store or I don't know, an amusement park or something, and somebody you know cuts in line. There's definitely somebody that seems to you know pop up out of somewhere in the line to make sure to tell that person you know that they can't cut that and the person ends up in the the back of the line and maybe rarely that doesn't happen but usually it does I'm often kind of thankful for that person but I'm like bracing myself for you know when is that going to happen and you know how is this going to go down but perhaps the the most one that stands out to me is the the seek fame in your legacy won't last I think of the, you know, the Heimlich maneuver. Everybody knows about, you know, the Heimlich maneuver. Well, it's now called abdominal thrust by uh, the American uh, Red Cross, but and others are following suit. And let me tell you, 
what happened there if you, if you weren't aware of the name change. But so Dr. Henry Heimlich, he created this, he was the one that, you know, discovered this maneuver of, you know, if somebody's choking, you know, you do that abdominal thrust to try to dislodge whatever they're, they're choking on. Well, he apparently, or allegedly, went to great lengths to basically tell people that, because there's also, the, you know, where you could do the, the, the a back blow where you're, you're hitting their back with the palm of your hand in between their shoulder blades. And, you know, that really should be the, the first thing if somebody's choking, uh, that you should do that five times. And if it doesn't work, then you move on to the abdominal thrust. Well, apparently, Dr. Heimlich decided he wanted to make sure that his maneuver was what everybody tried and did first. And so he even, I guess, with his foundation, uh, allegedly had funded uh, research that wasn't totally um, accurate. They fudged some things or whatever to discredit the, the back blows. And when they discovered that he was behind promoting his maneuver that he championed with his name, <laughs> um, that that's what, you know, he was, he was all about. They decided to remove his name altogether from, from this maneuver and just call it the abdominal thrust. And that just totally is a great example for somebody that's seeking fame. They want their name out there. They want to be, you know, known for something. Um, and his legacy gradually over time, I think, will be wiped away from, from history. So all of these different things that are, you know, the, the false self or these things that we do that are not, definitely not surfing the Tao, those things for people that are learning about the Tao, they'll recognize that, you know, that when they see that stuff, that this is not, (laughs) these are not things that are to be done. Like it just, it, in fact, it, it's super unappealing. And we mentioned unappetizing as food left out after a wild party, (laughs) sort of the inspiration behind that line was, there was a time when we were uh, at this big wedding that was uh in Hollywood and and there was this grand party and it was and they had it, it felt like you know they just had this all this food and all these drinks and I mean they really went you know they put everything in into it and it was a beautiful wedding well my son somehow accidentally like I guess his phone fell out of his his pocket and ended up um, being, he, he lost it. And so the next morning I wake up and realized he didn't have his phone. And so we figured out the location and realized it was stuck there where the, where the party was. Um, and it was actually, a, we, you know, with the tracker, we found out that it was underneath the gazebo uh, where at the house where this party was. And so, um, you know, I have to, he and I go at, you know, 10 in the morning the next day, you know, just sort of uh, sheepishly, you know, knocking on the door saying, hello, you know, we were at the party last night and, you know, we feel so bad, but, you know, our phone shows that it's in your backyard. Can we please go look for it? And the backyard, the scene, like it was just such, um, uh, such a different sight <laughs> than, than the night before, which everything was so glamorous. And, 
you, know, you see like some of the plates with food left out all night and, and half drinking, you know, glasses of wine and wine that had spilled all over the, you know, the white tablecloths. And I mean, it just looked like just this huge mess and so unappetizing, you know, it's such a stark contrast to the night before. And, and that's sort of that, you know, the, the image that, you know, came into my head as we were thinking of like, you know, this, like, it's just so unappetizing. It's, it's, you wouldn't even dream of, you know, trying to eat any of that food or, or take a sip from that wine glass. It would, it would, it would be nauseating. <laughs> and so the sage or, or those that are surfing the Tao, they don't get caught up in these distractions. They don't let the ego, you know, be in charge, uh, be the one that is, is running the show. And because of that, you know, that is, you know, part of the reason that they have that, that deep peace upon peace. Thank you, friends. Have a great week.